the Stingrays? Sure, all right. We're leading off at the Stingrays. All right, we've been a busy week with the Stingrays organization, and uh, it's been pretty good. We introduced a new head coach, which I believe on the last podcast we talked about Ryan Worsowski leaving. So probably appropriate that we introduce a new coach here. Our new coach's name is uh, is um, Spiros Anastas, and we had the press conference on Tuesday, August seventh, and uh, it's been a pretty good couple days for the Stingrays. Signed a big player today, Joey Leach, and uh, it's going to be you know good couple more days for the Stingrays. We got some more good announcements. We also announced on Monday that the Stanley Cup's going to be at our first game of the season. So that's pretty cool, too. People are pretty excited are about that. Are you going to take a picture with it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got that going on, too, which is pretty exciting. And uh, we've got a lot of people that are excited about the next season. That's pretty awesome. I think people were a little surprised with the head coach. Um, the head coach for the Stingrays has never, when we've announced a head coach, it's never not been the assistant coach. So this is the eighth head coach of the team. And the last seven have all been assistant coaches. Or, no, no, six of the seven have been assistant coaches. The first one obviously wasn't. Um, but, so how long have the sneakers been allowed? Uh, how long have the Stingers existed where you got to have eight head coaches? That's pretty impressive. Uh, this is the 26th year of the wow. team. So, for, yeah, in 26 years, there's been eight head coaches. Right now, of those eight, of those previous seven, five of them are coaching actively in either the AHL or NHL. So That's very impressive. Jared Bednar. Well, okay. Not all of them are coaching. Jason Fitzsimmons, who is the third coach in team history, he is a scout for the Capitals. But he was a scout on the team that won the Cup this year and got to lift the Cup in Vegas when they won it. Jared Bednar is the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche. He was the next coach. And then the next coach after that was Kale McLean. Kale McLean is now the head coach of Calgary's AHL team, the Stockton Heat. And then after him, it was Spencer Carberry. And Spencer Carberry is now the head coach of the Hershey Bears in the AHL, which is the Capitals AHL affiliate. And then Ryan Worsowski, who just left us, is an assistant coach now with the Charlotte Checkers. So everyone has moved up. The other two coaches aren't in coaching anymore. They're, they've retired. So everyone who's still active is moved up. And it's a, it's a pretty prestigious job because – there, it, there is only success. They've never had coaches that don't have success. So you were like the Yankees, pretty much. Um, no, we're not like the Yankees. I mean, the we have we're tied for the most championships in the ECHL with three. So I wouldn't go. I mean, the, the ECHL hasn't been around as long as the MLB, but you know, we we do have the most titles, but we're tied. So I, I don't, I don't know if I would go out on a limb and say we're like the Yankees. But I would say that we are very good every year and we always expect to compete for a championship every year. There's not really any rebuilding seasons. We just reload every year. So you're like the Spurs in a way then? 
I would not compare myself to ourselves to the Spurs because Greg Popovich has been around forever, and we we continue to have change, but yet we're still good. Exactly, but they, they got the training six too, and they're, they're still good. They don't rebuild it all, and they're still good. What about this year? What do you mean? Are they going to be good? They just got Demar Rosen for three more years. So yeah, they're going to be pretty good, Jared. I don't think they're going to be that good. Well, I said that a couple years ago, and then Greg Popovich won his fifth NBA title. So, well, I I trust everything Popovich. I does. am not saying that it's Greg Popovich's fault. I'm just saying that look at three of the other teams in that conference. They're not going to be in the top three. Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying they're going to be a playoff team, though. They're going to be a good, like, an actual good team. Yeah. Oh, are, we, are, we, are you saying that they're going to be a bad, bad team? No, or? I'm not saying that. I'm okay, saying, okay. They're not going to They're not going to compete for a championship. They most likely will not get out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, but, they're, they're, but they are going to be in the playoffs when I'm trying to get at it. Right. Well, the Stingrays have been in the playoffs 25 of 26 years. And for the past, like, how were the Spurs before to Duncan team? Pretty good. You did David Robinson. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I guess it's cut. Want to do the Mount Rushmore first? Your it's your show, man. You 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 control the order. Okay, I'm gonna. This is really bad. This is doing everything out of order, but let's go to Mount Mount Rushmore first. All right. All right. Jeez, what is the noise? I don't hear anything. Uh, okay. Kind of like like a gust of wind. All right. Um, I'm gonna name some rom coms, and you're first of all. Is forgetting Sarah Marshall a rom-com? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Okay. Is Wedding Crashers? Yes. Alright, I, I actually think Wedding Crashers is Do you understand what a rom-com is? I think at times rom-com, I don't know, but I think comedy sometimes overtakes the rom part. And I don't know. Okay, so but I'm again, not... basically, it's not about how much it is. Is there romance in these movies? And are they a comedy? And in both of those movies, the stories center completely around romance. Okay. <coughs> all right. Um, all right. I put forgetting Sarah Marshall in there. Oh. Of all time? It's, well, Breakfast at Tiffany's is not a rom-com, in my opinion. It's not a funny movie, in my opinion. Okay. Um, can, I, can, I, can you give me some of yours, actually? All right. Um, this is a tough thing to do. I think that... The number one rom-com of all time probably is When Harry Met Sally. I never saw the movie. Well, you're going to have to see it if you really like rom-coms. I know that the one scene was Cactus Deli in it, but that's about it. I mean, that is a, you know, Billy Crystal and Meg uh, Ryan. Meg Ryan is like the queen of the romantic comedy. Yeah. So, Billy, that's Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. So, I would say definitely that belongs belongs up there as high as anything. Um, I also would say another Meg Ryan movie goes in there, and that's You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks. 
Uh, I think those two are the two Meg Ryan movies that I think of right away, along with Sleepless in Seattle, but I'm not a Sleepless in Seattle. I don't think it's as good as You've Got Mail. That's a little bit early era. That's the AOL-fueled comedy. I think, um, you know, Adam Sandler is right up there with anyone else as far as making these. So, if we're going to... I like Seth Goes out a lot. I feel like... That is not even in his top five, probably. Well, I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan. I hate Happy Gilmore. I hate that Billy Madison movie. I I mean, again, I think one of the top ones is The Wedding Singer. Never saw it. So, I think I'd have to go with The Wedding Singer as well. And then, I think... My last one, see, there's, there's, it's tough. There's a lot of good ones out there. Um, I think my last one's gonna be Annie Hall. Um, Never I, even heard of it. It's, it's widely regarded as one of the best romantic comedies. It's a Woody Allen movie. Uh, it's a little quirky. It's a little bit different. Um, but it's a good Woody Allen movie. Uh, it's an old one. It was made in 1977. So. That's pretty old. So I'd say re- to recap, I think I'm going to say When Harry Met Sally, Annie Hall, The Wedding Singer, and You've Got Mail. Other ones that I would consider that I would think are, are up there for sure. Hitch is definitely one of my top rom-coms. I think um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is pretty great, and Wedding Crashers is one of my top movies of all time, but I don't know if it's like one of my top rom-coms. Like I love Wedding Crashers. More about a comedy than a necessarily a rom-com. I also really like Silver Linings Playbook, which is a little bit newer. Ooh, that's, that's a good one, yeah. I think 500 Days of Summer is an epic movie um, that I've seen a lot. 500 Days of Summer, I don't know if you've seen it. That is definitely I, awesome. I cried, probably I definitely probably movie. the top ten, for sure. I cried to do that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, the, another great movie, by the way. Yeah. Another great Tom Hanks rom-com. Big. I saw the I saw the middle of that and I liked it and I fell asleep towards it. After I have to watch that, that's where it transforms from like a kid into an adult, right? Yeah, it's a great movie, um, classic t- classic Tom Hanks movie for sure. Um, I'd say that's probably where I'm at with with rom coms. I think also another one, by the way, is Jerry Maguire. I have to see that. Yeah, I know you really Tom need Cruise, to see that. Getting Junior. And uh, Cherry O'Connell. Yeah, Tom Cruise movie. So that's that's also definitely up there for sure. Um, and yeah, like I said, Wedding Crashers definitely gets gets thrown in there too. I, I don't think it goes on the Mount Rushmore, but for me, for my top movies, I think Wedding Crasher would probably go on my personal Mount Rushmore. But I don't know if I'd put it on the rom-com Mount Rushmore just because I, I don't think the romantic part of it, like I, I don't know, it doesn't have. It's not really a, a traditional rom com, but it is an incredible movie. So I don't, I don't want to take that down. But that would, that would probably be my analysis on this. So you can go ahead with yours now. All right, yours probably much better than mine. I watch much newer rom coms. I'm gonna yours. Like- yours should probably be the rom coms that were made. From 2007 on. A little bit earlier than that, probably from 03 on, but yeah, I, and, I, and yours probably way better than mine are, so I'm submitting that right now. 
I'm going to put Silverline's playbook in there with De Niro, Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, Chris Tucker. I thought that was a great movie. It was like the first big movie I actually got into for like an Academy movie. That's definitely one. Um, I'm going to put uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days in there. I really enjoyed the movie. And since, since watching it three weeks ago, I've watched it another two times. Mm. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I'm going to put Forgetting Sarah Marshall in there. Uh, this is tough. I should have thought of this beforehand. Um, would you... Have you seen La La Land? No, I have not seen that. I do want to see it, though. I don't think it counts as a romantic comedy. I think it counts as a romantic uh, let me think real quick. Uh, Surprised that you. I'm gonna put, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna put the proposal. That's the rock gum. The proposal. It's a really good movie, actually. All right. It's it's with uh, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I definitely have not seen that. That's really funny. Okay. Alright. Have you or have you not seen Hitch, though? Hitch with uh, Eva Mendez and Will Smith, right? Yeah. And, and, and the guy from uh, King of Queens. Yes. It came out, it came out in like 06 or 05, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, yeah. It's a good movie. Yes. Huh. I feel like this is a bad Mount Rushmore for you because I'm not a I'm not as experienced as you are. Yeah, I'm just a little older. Just seen more movies, probably. Yeah. Or I should say, seen more classic movies. Yeah, by far. Although I will say, over the last like five years, I've really tried to expand the amount of classic movies that I've watched. And that leads us into our next topic, which is recapping the movies we said we watched in the last podcast. Okay, can I go first? Yes. Okay, so I just watched The Mighty Ducks like less than 30 minutes ago. I thought it was a good movie. Also understand that, you know, most people fall in love with that movie because most sports fans watch that movie when they're approximately 10 to 12 years old. So now you have to look at it as, okay, you're 10 years older than when people first watched that movie as sports fans. So you have to think about when you were a kid, how much you would have appreciated that. Because if I was like seeing – No, because for Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, I saw that when I was a kid and knew it sucked. But no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't suck, Terry. But it's not even in the same level. Mighty Ducks was so good, they made a second one, a third one. They talked about making a fourth one. They're making a TV show. No, that's a joke. I mean, they, they've yeah, had like I they've had an animated series. They've had an animated series. They've had, I mean, they had an entire NHL team named after the movie Max. 
You can't exactly. argue like Eddie's million dollar cook off wasn't even in a theater. <laughs> okay, Jared, I'm gonna ask you something. Would you say the Mighty Ducks is better than Angels in the Outfield? I would say that, although I do like Angels in the Outfield a lot. What about like Mike? Like Mike is not even close. Are you kidding me? Like Mike, dude, is not even in the realm of Mighty Ducks. I oh dear. Max. The did they name a basketball team after Like Mike? <laughs> okay, what about the natural, Jared? The Natural, to me, is a great movie, but it is not the same kind of movie as Mighty Ducks. I'll be honest, Jared, I've never seen any of the Kevin Costner baseball movies. You've never seen saw, any of them? I saw the end of The Perfect Game. I saw like most of that movie where they built a field in the middle of nowhere. Uh, what's that movie called? Field, field of, of Dreams is right? probably the yeah. best baseball movie out there. Uh, yes, you can't be – this, pro- oh. this is the problem. This is the problem I have with you. You're up there saying any million dollar cook off is so good. You haven't even seen half of the baseball movies that are out there to even compare it to. No, I just haven't seen the Kevin Costner movies. Well, that's like half of them. I've seen like the, I've seen sixty one was Billy Crystal. I've seen. Did you see Moneyball? Yeah, Moneyball is Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Where they where they, where they think of the Oakland A's? Yeah, Scott Hadberg's walking from under the twentieth inning, and basically and they built it and they yeah. Yes, Jared. All right. Well, I just think that your Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off thing is completely misguided, and I don't understand how you put it up there with any of these other movies. Have you seen uh, – what's the movie that came out? And Troubles the Curve? I have seen that. I don't think it was better. It's not in my top ten of baseball movies. No, not in mine, but I like Clint Eastwood and Amy Adams a lot. Um, hmm. Remember the Titans beats out most sports movies for me, just in general. Because that movie was like, I think that's a fair comparison. To say, that movie to me was what Mighty Ducks was to you. I think it's a fair comparison. I think that, for me, Miracle, for me, is what Remember the Titans would be, maybe. Because Miracle is a... You know, more of the same kind of movie as Remember the Titans. Mighty Ducks is a comedy. They're joking around. They're laughing. They're farting. They're, like, doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is not the same kind of movie as Remember the Titans. I've never watched Miracle. What? And you know what? I don't plan it either because I know what happens, Jared. Max, that is an absolute joke. Did you watch – did you watch – 42? Yeah, Jackie Robinson. Did you not know what happens? Yeah, I knew what happens. Did you watch 61? Yeah. Did you know what happens? Yeah. So what's the same, what's the difference about Miracle? I don't know. Did you watch The Blind Side? Yeah, of course I did. Did you know what happens? No, I didn't. Until I I watched the first team on the theater, I didn't know what happened. That is a joke. You are telling me you're not going to watch Miracle, the best hockey movie. Other than other than Slapshot, Slapshot's almost uh, what's his name? That's uh, is that with Shaw William Scott? No, that's called Goon. Oh, Slapshot is widely regarded as the best hockey movie of all time. 
I would personally say Miracle is better. However, Slap Shot's like the old school, you know, the 70s movie. And then you got Mighty Ducks, which is the best kids hockey movie out there for sure. Okay. I, I, I don't understand you not watching Miracle. It makes no sense. It's an amazing like, movie. Incredible. Incredible movie. But I hear it every four years. Like with the Winter Olympics. And it's like I get a whole recap every four years. So I don't feel I need to watch it. Well, I just think completely ridiculous that you feel you don't need to watch it. Completely ridiculous. Give me three reasons why I should watch it. I already gave you three reasons why you should watch it. It's an incredible movie. It's one of the best sports movies. Definitely top five for me, for sure. And it puts into context the historical reference of why that game mattered so much. It's probably the most important game in our country's history from an international perspective. There's no bigger game that we've ever played. Especially at the time, yeah, absolutely. And and that is that movie puts that into perspective. That game played a part of an actual not not actual part of the Cold War. You played a big a Jesus as part of the Cold War. I would I would I would not go that far. But I would, I would say that what the movie does is it puts into historical context of why that game was so big because of how good the Russians were how poor the Americans were historically, and and on top of that, what was going on in the world at the time. That is, I mean, it's just so well done. It's an excellent movie. You can't tell me that you don't want to watch it. If you're a sports fan, you're going to love it. It's it's ridiculous to say that you wouldn't like it or that you wouldn't want to watch it. It's ridiculous. You ever seen Gridiron Gang? Gridiron game? Yeah, th- 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 that is on the lines of Mighty Ducks in that it's a joke of a movie. You know what I'm saying? They're not trying to be serious with it. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever seen I Hoosiers? Never... That's the movie with the Indiana basketball team? Yeah. I never saw it. Max, you're missing out on an entire genre of sports movies here. You were missing Ali either. Or Rocky. Max, we can't talk about any more sports movies if you haven't seen Rocky. Max, you can't tell me that you like Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off and you haven't seen Rocky. Why? You'll understand when you see Rocky. All right, your assignment for next podcast, you got to see Rocky. There's nothing else. Okay, then for your assignment. Fine, and no, you know what? I'm also going to watch it. We're both going to watch it. No, no, no. I want you to watch Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. No, no, no. No, no. We'll both watch. we'll, We'll give a recap of Rocky and then we'll rank it. Okay, but Jared, I think I think it's fair that you have to watch a movie I choose you to watch. All right, fine. But uh, I'm not I'm not watching Eddie's Million Dollar Cook Off. It's not it's not <laughs> even happening. I have to agree upon the movie that you choose. Can we do it, Matt Rushmore, real quick of horror movies? I no, because I I got to think about that long before I just put stuff in. <laughs> okay. Um. So I have to watch Rocky. I have to watch all the Kevin Costner movies. 100% you have to watch Miracle. I, I saw the end of The Perfect Game. So then, spoiler, have you, seen the, have you seen the movie The Perfect Game? I think I saw it, but I don't remember much. I, that's not up there. That's not up there for me. You know, what, you know what's an excellent comedy sports movie? 
Make the lake. Yes, but also oh. Mr. 3000. I see. That's just Bernie Mac, right? Yeah. The I late Bernie Mac. What? I see some of that movie. It's a great movie. You would enjoy it. Uh, also, never, another great sports movie, Basketball. That looks stupid to me, to be honest, Jared. It, is, stu- it is stupid. South Park guys. It is stupid, no. but it's a great sports movie. I've never seen also the basketball movie with Ray Allen and uh, Denzel Washington with Keith Shuttlesworth. I should probably watch that one, too. For the love of the game? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that either, although I think I've thought about watching it or I've tried to watch it. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I ever saw that all the way through. White Man Can't Jump, I also have to watch, apparently. That is also a great sports movie. You that looks like a movie I would enjoy, actually. Yeah, and that's a great sports movie. Um, you could spend the next month catching up on all these movies. Uh, probably. Before you go to Israel. I never, I want to see Benjamin, okay, <laughs> but I really, I actually really want to watch Ben, like, Beck and Max, like, on a channel for that movie somehow. It looks really good. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Ben and, like, Beck. Uh, maybe I have seen some of it. I don't think I've, uh, I can't remember. If I did watch it, it was a long time ago. I think, from what I remember, that was a rom-com, though. Yeah. You ever see, you ever see She's a Man? Yeah, I've seen some of it. It's an okay movie. Have you ever seen The Big Green? The Big what? The Big Green. What is it about? Wait, it's, it's a, a soccer it's a, it's a golf movie. It's a soccer movie, I think. No, never mind. I thought it was, I thought it was a golf movie. No, it's a soccer movie. I want to watch this movie that came out in 05 with Shia LaBeouf called The Greatest Game Ever Played. That's a good movie. That looks like a good movie. Yeah, it is good. I think Holes is actually a phenomenal movie. It's completely getting off this topic, yes. Alright, we're done with this topic, but Max, next, you, gotta, you, you can't be talking about Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, and then we just named about five epic sports movies that you have not watched. Next week we do Mount Rushmore of Shia LaBeouf movies. I don't think I could fill four of those. Really? Wow. That's pretty bad. Well, Shia LaBeouf is not that great. You know it's a good rom-com? Friends of Benefits. That is a good rom-com. I, 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 actually, I actually enjoy the movie a lot. Um, Ted's been a rom-com. I also didn't hate Ted. Uh, Ted is definitely uh, a rom-com. You put Ted in the rom-com? Is it a comedy? It, yes, but it was... Is there a romantic storyline? Yes, but essentially... The that is it. it. That is all the requirements for a romantic comedy, a rom-com. Okay, then fine. I want to put The Girl Next Door in there. The what? The Girl Next Door. Then I want to put that in there. Yeah, that is a rom-com. Okay, I didn't know that. I said we're a comedy movie. So yeah, I want to put that in there then. Fine. Well, now you're changing your Mount Rushmore. You're supposed uh, yeah, to think of absolutely. this before we get on. Uh, Van Wilder. De- that's definitely a rom-com. Love that movie. First child, first child crush in a movie. Tara Reid. All right, we need to move. We need to move on. All right. Uh, oh wait, recap of, of, of the movie you watched. All right. 
We didn't really get any of the recap, by the way, from you. Uh, I thought the Mighty Ducks is good. I thought the one questionable part was a whatever happened to like one person did that. Towards, I thought it was a pretty solid movie, actually. It was two problems I had. What's the one big problem? That the kid Banks, the one that goes from the hawks to the ducks. Yeah. His father is seen at the end of the movie still rooting for the opposing team. Yes. I didn't get that. I'll be honest. I thought I thought his father was still going was to end up going towards the Duffy. That's what that's what his son's 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 that's what his son played for. I think they were trying to illustrate that in Minnesota, the the town that you grow up in, the district that you live in, is is kind of like. In Minnesota, high school hockey is like high school football in Texas. Like, okay. you root for your team, you root for your area, you support your local district. So, when they talk about the Hawks, you know, that is like the Hawks are the team. Now, this is made up, but in Minnesota, you know, there's certain high schools that have that kind of following that do really well every year. And that was kind of trying to illustrate what it's like in Minnesota with these different districts about how, you know, there's certain ones that have done really well and they have this loyal following and he's, he's probably spent most of his life rooting for this team. So he, you know, he, he didn't want to completely abandon them, even though obviously he was rooting for his son as well. Uh, we're talking about Friday football in, in Texas. I've seen, this, I've seen the show Friday Night Lights. It's great. Never saw the movie. Why have you seen the movie? Because I found that the ending is kind of depressing me. Like I like the, I like the TV show. I like the TV show ending way more. Well, you're gonna have to watch that. So that's add that to the list. God damn it! You uh, you, you 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 like the show. So why do you not? You know you're gonna like the movie. The show was based off the movie and the book. Yeah, but at the end, of the, don't they all lose at the end? Well, the in real I guess what it's a real life story, Max. You can't make it up. It's based on a true story. And and actually, by the way, at the end, no, they do not lose. No, I thought they lose. They do Goodness. lose, but at the end, they don't. If you watch the movie, you would understand. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, well, you uh, need to. Also, though, you didn't give me your second problem that you have with the Mighty Ducks. Uh, yeah. I would have liked that they came back to it towards the end of the, like, the really end of the movie. How Charlie's like he doesn't want to. He's had people leave him. He's had father figures leave leave him during his tenure without his dad. Correct. Yeah, just one father figure leaving him. And he's and he gets. Oh no! The the mother says to him when they're at the carnival saying whatever. How she's how he cannot afford to be that that attached because she's brought home boys. She brought home guys like that before, and he gets attached and then he leaves. Right, but those are just guys she's dating, not a father figure. So, at the end of the movie, he leaves to go, I guess, become, try out for the, for the North Stars? Yeah, he goes to play pro. I would have liked to see, like, at the end, like, the very end, like, him in the NHL with them cheering him on. What do you think the first scene of Mighty Ducks 2 is? I don't know. Probably that. I Maybe assume. you should watch Mighty Ducks too. <laughs> <Stop, damn it. laughs> <laughs>
fuck. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, I guess I have to watch that. Yeah, too. well, you know what? Add, That's... add that to the 15th sports movie I have to watch. Now. Well, maybe you should just right away start watching. In my opinion, the best of the three Mighty Ducks is D2. Really? D2 is definitely widely considered better than D1. Most people love D2 way more than D1. I, I would say you definitely need to watch D2 now that now you watch D1. But now that you'll watch D1, you have a better appreciation for D2. Because D2 is incredible. Do they have the whole cast of church? Not the entire cast, but almost, I would say 90% of the cast returns. There are a few players in the team that do not return. But, like, the, the important characters, like Charlie and the mother, return. Um, I don't think that Charlie's mom is big in D2. Uh, there, but, most, but, yes, Charlie's there. You know, Charlie, Goldberg, Banks... Uh, Guy Germain, you know, um, the main players are all there. There's a few secondary guys that don't end up making the next one. Um, but, spoiler alert, Keenan Thompson is in D2. Yeah, I saw that somehow. I ended up seeing that. But, um, alright, next topic. Wait. We have Jurassic Park. Yeah, I have to read. Jurassic Park was good. I really liked it. Uh, I actually am glad I waited until a little bit later in life. I think if I watched it when I was a kid, I might not have liked it as much. I think I appreciated it a little bit more later. Um, so I enjoyed Jurassic Park. I thought, you know, I watched it with my girlfriend Kelly. We both thought that it looked really good. For an older that's, movie. Yeah, that's what, that's what I love about it. Think back to 1993. It looks better than CGI. It definitely, looks, it definitely looks not like it's from 1993. That's for sure. And, right? and it holds up very well. Yeah. Even though and people argue, which I agree with, in some movies today, their CGI still beats it out. It, it, was, it was excellent. It was really well done with the CGI. Um, and yeah, it was, a good, it was a good solid movie. I understand why. It spawned a big franchise, um, and that they're still making Jurassic Park movies today. So, Did you have, what's, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Because I, I have three favorite scenes I want to share. Um, I don't really have a favorite scene, but you can share yours. All right, one where the herd of uh, dinosaurs are all, are all running away, and and uh, what's the name? Alan and the kids hide under like that log, and out of nowhere, the T-Rex has come and snatched one of them. That's great. The the T Rex chase in like the middle where they're chasing uh, Jeff Goldblum's character and Laura Dern's character. I forgot uh, how many for that, but yeah, that that's, that's that's a really good one. That's a really good scene, and just I think one of the most it's still revered as one of the best cinematography scenes in the past 20, 30 years when they first see the dinosaurs. And you just get a glimpse of the brachiosaurus. I, can, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, they, those were all good scenes. Uh, yeah, no, I think the movie just holds up so well, to, even today. And 
I'll be honest, the second one's pretty good. Do not watch the third one if I were you. It's just not good. Jurassic World, I, I really liked a lot, actually. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the fifth one, though, I like it. It's Jeff Goldblum in it. I have not watched it because I heard the reviews are really bad. So is that the most recent one that recently came out? <clears throat> yeah. So there's been there's been five in total, and you're basically saying I should watch two and four. Yeah. Do I need to have watched three to understand four? Um. Huh. I. I would say no. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I would. I would say no. Um. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I definitely say no on that one. Okay. Well, okay. we'll see. I'll eventually watch two. I'm not doing it right away. No, I wouldn't do it right away either. Uh, okay, next topic, Jared. Lead us off. What? Next topic, Jared. Lead us off. What's our next topic? Uh, okay. Uh, recap baseball, I guess. All right, go ahead. Um, have you, did you watch any of the four-game series of the Red Sox Yankees? No. Okay. <laughs> I know the Red Sox are red hot. I know they're playing well. I, those games take extremely long time to play, so yeah. like, I don't, I no, don't watch. I'll just watch the recap after, you know? It's, no, it's the ESPN games because it'll take a long time to play. The Yankees game. Red Sox games take forever, no matter what channel they're on, no matter what's going on. The second game lasted. The second game went by like really quick. The Frick Porcello pitching an eighty-six hit, pitching an eighty-six pitch, one hitter. Um, That's embarrassing for the Yankees. I want to talk about the Yankees right now. Go ahead. I don't care if the Yankee fans listening to this. Be that group of a talent full of them, and I really hate every single one of them. First of all, your manager is there because of a home run he hit 15 years ago, in which you lost the World Series. Would you agree? I would disagree. You think Aaron Boone would be here even if he didn't hit that 3 AC and ALCS homer? I, I do, no, you're putting words in my mouth. You said he's only there because of the home run. I say no. He had a long career that he did a lot of other things in. I don't think he was an excellent player. But you know what? There's a lot of managers that weren't excellent players, and they're doing okay. So I I disagree that he like I disagree that you're looking at one swing on whether his credentials are there. However, if he didn't have that great moment in Yankee history, I don't think he would have gotten hired. But I just, I just, you have to look at the, he had a long career, and then he was on TV, and he was obviously knowledgeable enough for ESPN to put him on TV. I'm not saying he's a great manager, I'm just saying you have to look past the one home run. Well, I want to talk a little bit about Alex Cora, because Alex Cora is the guy who I think is just like, no, not like Garvin, but he had a lot of baseball experience, and he learned a lot. He, he was on. He was on the '08 Red Sox team. He was, He helped. He helped with the '17 Astros. So, did you see the press conference after 
San Marino start, or should I tell you what happened? You can go ahead and tell me. So San Marino hit, hit Betts in the beginning of the game, and then following up that, the Yankees hit, I think, Gardner, and Cora got ejected. And they asked him, and they asked Arena, he said, I, if, I, if, I wanted to, if I wanted to hit him on purpose, I could have hit, I could have hit him on purpose. And I don't know why, why Cora said this, pretty much a big uh, middle finger to Luis Severino. <laughs> we, scored, we scored four, off, four runs off him in six innings. Tell me if that's a quality start. Because I think the media has pretty much blown up the past up to now. How Severino's a Cy Young, he's this and that. He, and don't worry, he's had a great season, but think guess what his ERA over the last three games is, Jared? You tell me. Nine. Nine, Jared. And, and I heard all the Yankees fans talking about winning percentage, and oh, we have more wins than them, we have less losses than them. I don't want to hear it. You gotta worry about athletics now. That's what they gotta worry about. Forget about the AL East. The AL East over with. It's like I okay. Well, I feel like where you were in Highland Mills growing up, it was more of a. Was it, it was more. I guess over here it's Philadelphia, New York, Phillies, Yankees, and then Mets, which is really a pain in the ass. Over there, I feel like it's more Boston, Yankees, and then the Mets. Would I be correct? You were completely incorrect. In okay. Highland Mills or in the Monroe Woodbury area, there are no Red Sox fans. They're not even talk, talk, talked about or discussed at all. It's Mets and Yankees. There's no Phillies. There's no Red Sox. It's Mets and Yankees. I figured because the Red Sox, because I went to the Modellos one time in Woodbury, and I saw them as Boston stuff. They had a whole section of Boston. I, I don't I have any idea why that was the case, but I guarantee it didn't sell well. Yeah, no, I mean, they had Northeast stuff, they had Boston University stuff, they had Patriots, Red Sox, Celtics, and I really saw it. Like, oh, and Highland Mills, Boston must be a big team of, 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 you know, over here. No. Or so, somewhat. And but, the worst thing is, trust me, I grew up, you know when I grew up, the Yankees were winning most of the time when I was growing up. They were winning in the 90s, I mean, they they, they were winning all constantly, I dealt with them, trust me, I know. We both have. One thing that's really got annoying, though, with Philly is Marlboro High School produced Howie Roseman, the current GM of the Eagles. Not to brag. I don't know what Highland Mills has produced, but probably not as much as Marlboro. Well, Highland um, Mills produced Andy Grammer. Wow. You know who else we produced? Jim Nance. Cal Penn. Marlboro in general? Idina Menzel. Tony Reale. You want to keep wanting me to keep going? Tony Reales from Marlboro? Yeah, I went to Marlboro High School. Wow. I did not know that. And not to mention, it's kind of weird. I, can't, I never knew this until I was there for one semester last year. Steven Spielberg apparently studied here. At Marlboro? At, yeah, at Brookdale. Not at Marlboro, but Brookdale, which is in Marlboro. We're located in the... Like, it's pretty much in Marlboro. It's like split. Very, very good. 
And I don't know. And I know Andy Grammer for me that one song. What is it? You know, it made two songs. Gotta keep your head up. And what's the other song he made? That that really annoying song. Honey, I'm bum, good. Bum. Oh yeah, that song. I hate that song. Oh my god. The Hollywood's actually produce him. Uh, I think technically he's from Monroe, but he went to the same high school yeah. as me. Okay, so the big, yeah, so my school beats anybody else big over there or no? No. Yeah, so finally, finally, so I beat you something over there. That's perfect, this whole podcast. So, yeah, I really hate fans that it's really good to see them suffer. And I wouldn't consider them suffering. They're still having a pretty good season. Oh, no, BS. Jared, sports talk radio over here. All we heard, even after the Red Sox got JD Martinez, all we still heard was he's a Giancarlo. This is a great season. And don't get me wrong, they're having a 20 game over 500, but they were putting some high expectations over here. And they can still make a run to the World Series. They have no doubt about that. However, ALE. Well, you're just proving that- the you're just proving the point that. It doesn't really matter right now. All that matters matter. is the playoffs. I All that matters is the playoffs. Well, one thing that does matter is how bad Chapman is against Red Sox. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does, Jared. It comes it, to playoffs. Well, yeah, but if all these games, no one's going to care when the playoffs happens. If he mows them down, does it matter about that he struggled in the regular season? No. The Yankees are good enough. They're going to make the playoffs. And then that's when we see what matters. None of this stuff matters. Were you in high school in 04? Yes. How fun was it seeing? A lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. That must have been so fun. It was Jared. really I'm good. Like, I'm, 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 I am so jealous of that. Oh my god, that must have been amazing. Yeah, it was. It was. It was unbelievable. It was a. And, it was a fun time. And they probably were thinking after the game. After Game four, where Millar still fourth, still second, and and Ortiz had to walk up. They still in the series in the books. Yep. Oh, that, that must have been amazing. Oh. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching a lot of those games. You ever see? You ever see the thirty for thirty forties in October? Of course. By far my favorite. No, come great. on. That's your favorite. The youth great. The U part two is great. Youngstown's awesome. The band that never stopped marching is great. Uh oh! The when the garden became Eden's awesome. Be that just makes me feel like yeah. Have to nick sometimes. Uh, June seventeenth, nineteen eighty four is great. Uh, that, if you don't know that, that's when the Rangers were on a cup run. They uh, Max, I've seen run. it. I've seen it. I don't know if you know what it was. Though, okay. I know. I I know what it was. Um, they're making one about. They're making a new one. Oh, yeah, they're, they're making the one to be a Netflix about Michael Jordan, which I'm really excited for. It. Yeah. That should be good. I'm really excited That's that. not a 30 for 30. That's just a documentary. Well, it's really 30 for 30. It's a 10-part 30 for 30. No, no. A 30 for 30 is is not a 10-part thing. 30 for 30 is supposed to be – there's supposed to be only 30 of them. Did they do a whole four-part four of O.J. Simpson? A five-part. So, yeah, there you go. That's not 30 for 30. That's just a documentary. Oh, it's the same people that are making it, but it's not 30 for 30. Did you ever see a TV show about that? No, I did not. It was so... Did you watch the five-part documentary? 
What? No, I'm not. I watch the TV show. How do you watch the TV show but not the, TV, the documentary? Well, well, the TV show wasn't bad. It got a, it won a lot of Emmys, so it's not like you were to watch a crappy version of it. Or yeah, but the yeah, but come on, Max. It was so weird seeing Frost being a lawyer for O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> that really threw me off. I, I was not prepared for that. I looked at the cast. I'm like, oh, David Schwimmer. But then seeing him, first of all, he's aged phenomenally as the whole cast. Now I know why you watched the TV show. <laughs> what? That you turn? Because it has David Schwimmer in it. <laughs> all right, we got to move on. <laughs> We're moving By the way, on. How, how cool was that quiz result yesterday for me? We're moving on. <laughs> Dominated you in the quiz. All right, moving on. Jared, think of a topic now because we do not think this through. Well, we did. We actually did talk about it. You just didn't write them down once again. Uh, but I do have one for you, and this might be our final topic. The NBA on Christmas Day schedule has come out. And – you believe that it's an amazing day, but I believe it's an absolute nothing day. Like literally nothing important happens because all the best teams in the NBA make the playoffs, and then that's when the real games happen. These are regular season games that literally mean nothing. Okay, Jared, story time now. Are you ready? I'm ready. Being Jewish on Christmas, Jared, is the worst. It is really not the worst. There's it really so nothing cool. wrong with it. You ever go on you ever go on like any social media app and you see township opening Christmas presents and then just being around up the next like the after Thanksgiving. So Christmas. you're saying that being Jewish on Christmas is bad because of social media? No, no. It's just everything, Jared. I'm so jealous of it, Jared. All right? I it's great. Like, you don't have to go to school. You don't have to work. And you don't have to do anything. You don't have any expectations. You can do whatever you want. You can you can read whatever you want. You can watch whatever you want. You can hang out. You don't have to do any work, school, anything. It's a holiday where you have no expectations. It's, it's great. The only thing that I hate about Christmas is the actual lead up to Christmas. Like – I hate that in late November, all of a sudden, everything starts becoming about Christmas because Christmas oh, is a one-day oh holiday. So it's a one-day holiday. People can celebrate it one day. You can't celebrate it one month. It's ridiculous. Jared, you're going to think it's really weird, but I like Christmas decorations so much that one time, like two years ago. I so what? So all this said, why are you saying it's bad to be Jewish on Christmas? Then, if you like all this stuff, because I want it, Jared, and I can't have it. Well, I asked, so, I asked mom and dad one day on like on like on Hanukkah on Christmas, and think of the Christmas like in a corner and like bring a little tree, and they said no. I, I asked to get like a big Jewish big polar bear holding a dreidel, and they said no. All right, Jared. All right. Well, point being, I still don't understand why you think these meaningless games mean anything. Because it's great entertainment. Oh my god! You think? Wait. So okay. Step aside from my jealousy of Catholicism and Christianity at Christmas. Um, you don't you don't watch the NBA at Christmas. Not really, no. I watch sometimes if the what? Knicks are if the Knicks are on, I'll throw it on maybe a little bit. Have you seen the schedule? 
First of all, I need, I need to go into that real quick. Oh, wait, actually, no. It is Bucks Knicks. Then it is. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Usually they have the Knicks play like the Celtics or the Heat or someone they have a rivalry with. Well, no, the Bucks. Yeah, Giannis. Have you heard of it, Giannis, or no? No, no, I know the Bucks are good. I'm just saying they don't, they're not a rival of the Knicks. Uh, then you have. Yeah, I agree with you. Then you have. Okay, I know, I know who's going to fight, fight actually, Edward now. Pretty cool. Good job, Max. Uh, Rocket Thunder, which I am. I don't like Carmelo Anthony, and your dad helped me with that. Because I thought he was a really good player at one point, and he's ass. And, and now that team with Houston was having James Harden, Chris Paul, and Carmelo Anthony, it would be really fun to watch. Because if you haven't seen, the Vegas odds since getting Melo have gone down. That is actually amazing. I'm, I'm very thankful for this. Because I think you can both know that James Harden, Chris Paul, and I know Chris Paul's a great player, but he's a bit of a, he's a big ego too. They all have these huge egos. And last year, I actually think part of the reason why the Suns weren't as good as they could have been is because Melo disrupted the flow between Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Now, I have my own. I don't think. I think Russell Westbrook has some faults too, but I definitely think Melo played a big ball in it. And now seeing all three of those guys interact. Is going to be so fun because I I hate James Harden. I actually like Chris Paul, but just in general, I really don't like the Rockets at all. So I'm really excited for that game. Then you got like the the Celtics and War- no the Cal no the Lakers and Warriors. Now hear me out. I think with how good the Celtics have gotten, and because Lakers and LeBron. I think doing I think doing a Celtics Lakers game would have been much better. I mean, yeah, they're like like I said, the, I, yeah, the I rivalries. I thought I mean, I, and I'm just kind of sick of seeing LeBron versus the Warriors, and I just I prefer not to see that, especially on a Christmas Day game where you have both Celtics and Lakers good again. Yeah, for Celtics, you have to play with Sixers, which should still be a really good game. Especially with both with key players in each team now going to be healthy, that should be really good. And then followed by that, you have a really interesting matchup. The ten thirty game, I call it the drunk game, Jared. You want to know why? Why? Take a guess. Because you're drunk by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so ten thirty game is going to be between the Trailblazers and the Jazz, and. Uh, and, I, and I'm and um, I actually I don't care about that game that much to be honest, here. I'll be honest. The one thing that's been pretty funny recently. I I would I would take Thanksgiving football over Christmas Day basketball oh God, any God, day of the no. week. Any oh day God, of the week. No. Any day have, of the week. Have you seen the arguments between CJ <laughs> McCollum and Kevin Durant? No. What is it? So basically. CJ McCollum was part of my take, and basically he and basically he never. And then after that, Kevin Durant went to CJ went on CJ McCollum's podcast, <laughs> and Kevin Durant basically said to CJ McCollum on his own podcast, like you're never going to win a title, either of us. And then, and then one of the guys part of my take is like, "Yo, isn't Kevin Durant a B word?" And then he's like, "No, I prefer to use the word." And then Kevin Durant goes, he wanted to rant, and he goes, in the opening sentence, in the opening line to his whole tweet is amazing. I don't want to, 
Can I curse in this phrase or no? No. Okay. I just did your effing podcast. I don't know. I don't get it. How does this have anything to do with Christmas Day basketball versus football on Thanksgiving? I don't know. I guess it jokes off. Football on Thanksgiving is awful to me, to be honest. It's great. It's great. It's the best. I don't want to see the Lions or Cowboys play. I'm sick of that. Give me teams that are like I want. Here are six teams that should be playing on, on football on on Thanksgiving. Ready? Are you ready, Jared, or no? I'm I'm ready, but I'm I'm telling you right now, you don't even understand. Patriots should be playing. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Don't care about them. They're boring. Steelers, Steelers should be playing. Disagree or agree? I could go either way. Packers should be playing. Disagree or agree? Only if Aaron Rodgers is healthy. Completely agree with him there. Uh, Dolphins should be playing. Um, the Dolphins should not be playing. Dolphins should not be playing. Oh, I don't want to say over there. I think, I think Wait, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Let's pull up. We just went through the NBA. Let's pull up the NFL Thanksgiving schedule. Have you seen it? I'll pull it up right now. Pull it up too. All right. You've got the one, the uh, twelve thirty game. Love that they started at twelve thirty. You got I hate that. the twelve thirty game. Lions and Bears. Going to be an epic battle of two mediocre teams. Oh, and they bet to the Cowboys? Oh, my it's a classic, God. It's a classic rivalry. What garbage is serving up right now? And then Those you've got the late game, Falcons and Saints. Great matchup. Two rivals, division game. Should be awesome. Oh, holy crap, that's really bad. Oh, my NFL God. NFL on Thanksgiving. A tradition unlike any other. A really bad tradition of anything. There's nothing bad about the tradition. The only memorable thing I've ever seen for Thanksgiving football. Now, I see on a highlight. I probably have seen for you is Randy Moss going off against the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that, that that was pretty cool. I remember watching Barry that. Sanders tearing it up. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to say to be rude. No, <laughs> don't even talk about it. There's none. You not bring that up. When Mark Sanchez ran into one of his own players, not to say the word, but behind. Hey, why does everyone remember that so much? Two reasons. Number one, it was the worst play probably in football history. But number two, because it came when everyone was watching on Thanksgiving Day. It was also a comically bad play, Jerry. Yeah, but also Thanksgiving got more publicity. I also remember after that game... The reason Vince Wilford did for the biggest turkey leg piece by Beth Barr and Tom Brady eating a little, little turkey leg. That's pretty funny to me. All right, what other topics you got? Um, okay. Will the, will the Islanders call up Beaver Bellows this year? Yes or no? Too early to tell. we got to see how he looks in training camp. Um... Um, Sorry if we ran out of topics, wait, that's fine. I've got, I've got a great, great idea. What are the best karaoke songs to sing? No, this is... Ready? Ready for mine? Yeah. Okay. How to see the life of the fray? 
No. Uh, Have no, you ever no. heard anyone sing that in karaoke? Yeah. No. Exactly. It's like it's <laughs> not even a, it's not even a song that people would think about singing in karaoke. Don't stop believing. No. Don't that does get sang, but I don't like it. Uh, living on a prayer. It's a pretty good karaoke song. Uh, twist and shout. No. Wow, really? Max, that's not that's not a karaoke song. The Witcher Clothing Time. No. The Witcher karaoke song to you then, Jared. Uh I would choose Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing. I would choose um Train Drops of Jupiter. Ooh yeah. What I, about uh Guns and Roses Feature Child Online? That is popular, but I would not choose it. Okay. Piano Man? That is also popular. Yeah, that's fair. Would Hang Jude be it, or no? Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, yeah. Um, also, uh, New Radicals, You Get What You Give. Excellent song. Yes. Also, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Anything by Red Hot Chili Peppers is a great character. Yeah, absolutely. Song. Also, Goo Goo Dolls. Also, Foo Fighters. Iris, Goo Goo Dolls. Everlong, Learn to Fly, Foo Fighters. I Times like these. Fun. Yeah. Um. Oh, Outcast Hey I've never heard it, but I'll let it, I'll let you have that one. I think that could be one. I've never heard um, it though. If you've never heard someone sing it, then you yeah. can't really put it on there. You know what I'm saying? What about songs that I sung at a karaoke bar? What? I did two songs at a karaoke bar. Can you guess which ones? Did you already name them? No. Then no. Can you, can you guess which one? This should be pretty fairly obvious, sir. NSYNC? No. I don't know what. Maroon 5. Oh, God. Sunday morning. Was it a Sunday morning? <laughs> yeah. You did karaoke on a Sunday morning? Yeah. I was good. Okay, I, I wasn't good. I don't know if I was good at it. Good at it. Probably it was awful. But, yeah. What else? Yes, another song? What else? Take, take one guess, Jared. Was it also a Maroon 5 song? No, it was not. It was not a, it was not a free song either. Colby Calais. <laughs> no. Uh, how, how good is that? How good is that song? It's not a very good song. Great song. Um, okay, ready? I actually talked, I think I talked to you and Kelly about this song. You and me by Lighthouse. You sang karaoke that? On that note, that's the end of this episode of the MJ Podcast. We'll come back at you next week with another podcast, hopefully with a guest next week as well.